hello, hello, and welcome to the Beyond Your Horizon podcast. I am your host, Coach John John. I am a life coach specializing in manifestation coaching through my organization, Beyond Your Horizon. Woohoo! Yes, I am so excited to be finally, finally manifesting my vision to start my own podcast. Um, and I'm glad to be doing that through my organization, Beyond Your Horizon. So let me tell you a little bit about Beyond Your Horizon. I came up with the name for this, um, which goes along with the motto of the company, which is going beyond the place your eyes can see. So we all know that the horizon represents the place where the sky seems to meet the earth. And to the natural eye, that point looks like the end of the world. But we know that there is so much more beyond that point, right? We know that. Well, I believe that in our own lives, we have horizons. They show up as boundaries and limitations that will obscure our visions and may prevent us from seeing ourselves living the life we desire. You know, um, different different things can play a role in limiting our view. Um, whether you grow up in a situation where, for example, you want to be an entrepreneur and you feel that calling within you to be so, but you don't know anyone who is an entrepreneur. You don't even know where to start. But all you know is that you have an idea that you want to get out. Um, and so those limitations can present themselves as a horizon. Well, with my organization, Beyond Your Horizon, I am, I use the skills that I have acquired through my life coaching training so that I can partner with individuals who want to create a new life or who want to accomplish a goal. I usually partner with visionaries and entrepreneurs and other creatives and help them to um, write out a clear, specific goal that is attainable, um, a goal that I can help you to, um, to stay accountable with, a plan that we will work together on. I will hold you accountable. I will cheer you on at each accomplishment. And ultimately, I want to see you win. Okay, so hopefully something that I've said and just that little little um, brief summary of what I do and what the organization does. Maybe you've heard something that says, you know what, I could really use that because there is some things that I've been sitting on, some things that I know that I want to manifest, I want to accomplish then maybe you need to, to hit me up, check me out, and we can work together on creating and manifesting your vision. Check me out online. I created a little website. Check it out. I'm so proud of myself. But www.gobeyondyourhorizon.com. Again, that's www.gobeyondyourhorizon.com. You can also email me at Coach John John, that's J O N J O H N at go beyond your horizon.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at go underscore 
beyond your horizon. Uh, so yeah, so feel, go ahead, follow me. And if you have any questions or want to go ahead and schedule a free time to just to, just to talk, to get a better understanding of what all is involved in life coaching, hit me up, hit me up. And I look forward to working with you. Now, let's get into this, this podcast, into this show. So the first thing I want to talk about is definitely what is happening right now in America. You know, there have been several uh, demonstrations and protests, riots, and even looting, all because of the continuous, continuous injustices that our people, people of color, have faced. Uh, most specifically, the ones that has, has the one that caused the the biggest riot in the biggest protest and the biggest call for change and reform has been the death, the murder of George Floyd. George Floyd was a 46 year old man and we all watched a video that went viral showing police officers kneeling on this man's back and one in particular, uh, Officer Chauvin, kneeled on his neck. He kneeled on this man's neck as he's laying in the street, crying and telling them that he cannot breathe. He's saying, don't kill me. And he's even calling for his mother. That just lets you know that this was a serious incident that he was he was dying and yet the officers did nothing. And we know this to be a fact because we have the video footage showing it. I can still remember how how I felt when I watched this video and I'm just thinking, okay, they're going to stop in a minute. They're going to stop in a minute. There is no way they're going to just allow this to continue. But I watch in horror as the screams from George Floyd, the moans and the cry become silent and they still did not do anything. Um, I was reading in People magazine and they did a little excerpt of the timeline that I want to read for you all. They say for eight minutes, 46 seconds, Floyd, who was being arrested for allegedly using a counterfeit $20 bill, lay pressed against the pavement. Even as multiple bystanders begged Officer Chauvin and the other police officers that were participating in the arrest, they begged them to respond to to um, to Mr. Floyd's obvious, <laughs> obvious cries of distress. Even after Floyd stopped moving, that was at four minutes and 46 seconds, they stayed on top of him. Even after Floyd stopped speaking at five minutes and 53 seconds, they stayed on top of him. Even after one of the officers said, want to roll him on his side? Even after one of the officers checked Floyd's right wrist for a pulse and says, I couldn't find one. Officer Chauvin's knee remained on his on George Floyd's neck. 
It isn't until an ambulance arrives and responders bend over George Floyd, who was not moving, that the officer removed his, removed his knee from Floyd's neck. So obviously, this sent the country into rage. You know, we were already dealing with the coronavirus and especially within the black community, we were we were like the hardest ones hit by the coronavirus. And now we have to sit here and watch these police who have been charged to to serve and to protect us take the life of this man all over an alleged counterfeit $20 bill. And the people, we are angry, we are tired, and many of us all over this country and even all over this world have participated in protests and demonstrations and even, yes, some rioting and some looting. Now, I know that the older generation, you know, those who marched with Martin Luther King and, and used to doing peaceful protests, they have been, they don't understand this. And, and uh, even the mayor of Atlanta, where I am, she was irate with, uh, with all of the looting and, and what was happening downtown Atlanta, the CNN um, building, they broke out some windows there and tore up the sign. They set a police car on fire during the protest. And this is happening all over this country, especially in Minneapolis, where this took place, where George Floyd was murdered. It's, it's insane out there. And what this young generation, what I have learned about them is that they want to send a message that if these policemen do not have to follow the rules, even the rules that are just basic to human existence, just to recognize the humanity of another person. And if they are not going to follow the rules and even and when they break those rules, they are not going to be to be charged for their crimes. Then then this young generation is saying, we're not going to follow the rules either. We're going to start riots. We're going to protest. We are going to disrupt business as usual until there is a change. And what I am seeing right now on, on the news, people can say that maybe looting doesn't work or whatever. These riots do not work. But I am seeing change happening Right now in America, I am seeing people of all ethnicities uniting together, white people, black people, brown people, whatever. They are uniting together behind this cause and this and calling for change. And I was just watching CNN a few moments ago and the Democrats had um, is working on a reform for the police department. So I am, I am very optimistic, very optimistic that this George Floyd incident, George Floyd did not die in vain. And I am so optimistic that there will be change. Um, one of the quotes in this People article said, George Floyd is the reason we will have change. His name will live on. And that was quoted by a friend of his. 
also to remind er, to my remind everyone that before this George Floyd incident, there were three incidents in particular that caught the nation's eye and that all and that really just took us to this boiling point that we're at now where we're saying enough is enough. We had Breonna Taylor on March the 13th where she was shot by a police officer, a police officer that served a no-knock warrant. She was shot when her boyfriend fired his own permitted weapon fearing for his life. Now in Georgia and I think in, in other states as well, they have this thing called um, stand your ground laws. I think that was that was the law that George Zimmerman was able to stand on when he when he killed Trayvon Martin. The stand your ground law pretty much tells you that you don't have to retreat if you are in fear for your life and it allows you to use deadly force. But what we have seen time and time again is that this stand your ground law does not work for people of color. Now, if you are white, you seem to be able to use this to use this to your advantage and to get away. But if you're black, no. That officer killed Breonna Taylor. Ahmaud Aubrey, February 23rd. He was out jogging when he was killed by white men who said they suspected him of burglary near their home in Glenn County, Georgia. Now, this death, this death of Ahmad Aubrey, that really got to me because I love to go for jogs and walks throughout my neighborhood. And just to think that someone could look at me and think that I am a criminal and come at me with guns as these this father and son team did they came at Ahmad Aubrey with guns ready to do whatever they needed to do to to end this man's life basically and I've heard people saying well oh if Ahmad Aubrey would have just complied then he would have been alive but these men had no authority they had no authority on this man. This man had no responsibility, no, no requirement to, um, to stop and answer their questions. I'm pretty sure Ahmaud Aubrey was terrified looking at these two white men with guns um, jumping out of their truck to approach, approach him and not knowing what they had in mind. And the bad, the, 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 the saddest thing about that incident, the saddest thing about that, and it still angers me now to even think about it, is that these men were able to kill Ahmad Aubrey and they were not arrested. They did not have to go down to the police department. They were able to go home and have lunch and dinner business as usual for about a month or so. And the only reason they are behind bars right now is because of the videotape and the video, the, the, the actual recording of the videotape, the recording of the incident. And it was actually, and it was recorded by someone who was with them, who was with those two white men, the father and son duo. And so I am thankful to God that 
he allowed that recording to surface and for people to see it and to demand justice. And right now, those two men, the father and the son, are in prison. And I believe that there are charges also against the guy who recorded it as well. So people are saying that we're done. We're tired. Something has to change. Something has to change. And I just want to encourage my people to let's keep fighting. Let's keep demanding change. Not all of us are going to be out in the street protesting and demonstrating, um, but there are some resources that I do want to bring to your attention and some things that you can do no matter who you are, if you're white, black, whatever, if you're old, young, or you don't want to march or whatever, you still can do something. You know, we, we all know that the first thing or one thing that we can do is to vote. We have to put people in leadership who care about people of color and who care about equality and who care about the needs of people of color. We have to put them in office. We have to do our research and make certain that we are backing candidates who are for our interest. And something I said on a podcast, um, I'm also a recurring co-host on Threesome Podcast. Shout out to Sabir Angelica, who's the founder of that podcast. Make sure you go check her out and listen to the great conversations that we are having there. That's Threesome, the number three S-U-M podcast. It's not sexual. I know it sounds like it, (laughs) but it's actually just people coming on with different perspectives engaging in conversations. We talk to um, like a lot of music artists and things like that. So make certain that you check us out there as well. But what I said on that podcast was that every time we spend a dollar, we're voting. We vote every time we spend a dollar. You know, some of you, you love Taco Bell. You love Wendy's. Well, Taco Bell and Wendy's have donated large amounts of money to President Trump. So if you don't like President Trump and you don't think that he's for you, but you are continuing to support businesses that use the money you give them to give to him, guess what? You're voting for them. So we have to become conscious and more mindful of where we are putting our money. We need to support our black businesses and we need to support those businesses that are going to invest in our communities, invest in our futures. So let's move on from this, from that topic. We're going to move now. And I wanted to talk about um, a little bit about this also being pride month. This is the month of June. It is Pride Month, and the editor of People Magazine happens to be a a white gay man, and he said some, he wrote an an article in the latest People Magazine, and he was talking about how, um, how he wants to be an ally 
to the black community during this time and not knowing really what to do. And I feel there are a lot of white people out there um, who are who is disturbed by what they saw, by the, the is disturbed by what's happening in America and they want to do something, but they might not know what to do. And he asks a question in his article. He says, have I really done enough to be an ally of the black community? None of us should avoid that question or this one. What can I, as a white person in America, do to help our country change? His name is Dan Wakeford. He is editor-in-chief of People Magazine. And I applaud him and I applaud other um, Americans, white or other, who have now gotten behind this Black Lives Matter movement. You know, when Black Lives Matter first started, the response was all lives matter. And, and people found fault in saying Black Lives Matter as if white lives didn't. But now people are at a point where they're saying Black lives do matter and we are not going to change it. We are going to stand behind our black brothers and sisters and we are going to demand um, justice for these heinous killings of these innocent people of color and we are also going to stand for change he says in this his little article as well dan says we need to stand up when we hear racist language or racial stereotypes we need to provide financial support to organizations doing vital work to eliminate racial disparities in areas like education and healthcare. We need to not be paralyzed by our discomfort. And he goes on at the bottom of this article and gives ways to show your support. And I want to, to talk about these ways because not only for people who um, who are white or what and want to be an ally or want to be a part of this movement, but also for people of color. As I stated earlier, you may not be one who wants to protest or to demonstrate or to go out. You can do something. So he asked that we consider learning from and donating to these organizations. The first one, Campaign Zero. And that website is joincampaignzero.org. That's joincampaignzero.org. They work to end police brutality in America through research-proven strategies. Another organization, colorofchange.org. Colorofchange.org aims to make corporations and governments at all levels more responsive to racial disparities. And the last one, National Cares Mentoring Movement. And their website is caresmentoring.org. And what they do is they provide social and academic support to help black youth succeed in college and beyond. So I ask you all, 
to check out those organizations. It's going to take us all working together, pulling together, and fighting this systemic racism and letting those who want to practice racism know that this is not going to continue. This is where it ends. This is where we demand change. Now, I want to take a little break, but I'll be right back because I want to talk to you about problem solving, okay? Every podcast that I do with this, I want to talk about um, something that can allow us to move forward, to move beyond our horizons, those places of limitations and boundaries. So I'll be right back with you. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Did you miss me? <laughs> oh, okay. I just want to, I want to have a moment of transparency with my listeners and let you all know that like this has been a process. Um, as I stated that earlier, like in the first segment, I was saying that uh, this podcast has been a, a dream of mine for a long time. Uh, and I have kind of dragged my feet on it. Um, I suffer from procrastination like many like many of you others could probably relate I usually uh, blame it on my my Virgo sign because there's a part of me that always wants things to be perfect right and so when I thought about doing the podcast I would like okay I got to get the perfect mic I got to get the perfect headphones and then what about the editing and oh what about music and all of those what abouts and what abouts and what abouts just made the time, um, extend the time for me to manifest my vision. And I am thankful for people that God has placed into my life that has continued to keep me motivated, keep me inspired, um, to hold me accountable to, to doing what it is that I say that I want to do. My, my best friend, Anita, we've been friends since kindergarten. And um, she has always, you know, been my biggest cheerleader. She purchased me this really nice um, wine. Uh, it's like a wine decanter. It looks like blue marble, uh, but it has my, um, my company name, Beyond Your Horizon, on it. And it also came with two cups that, are, that look just like the wine decanter. I hope I'm saying that right, y'all. Don't check me too bad, but I'm going to post a picture up on the Instagram page at go underscore beyond your horizon. So you can look at that. Um, also, my friend, my friend and fellow life coach, Pam Childs, Purposeful Vision Coaching, I believe is her business name as well. And I look forward to bringing her on to the podcast as well so that she can talk to you about what she does. Um, not only is she a great life coach, she's also an intuitive reader. So uh, for those of you who um, who may um, believe in like intuitive readings or tarot cards, uh, even though she uses those as a tool, she doesn't really see herself as a tarot card reader, but she does use cards as a tool to interpret 
the energies that she gets off of her clients. And I might be explaining that totally wrong. So I'll have to bring her on so that she can explain it in her own words. But thank you, Pam Childs, who has also been a cheerleader and who is my life coach. So even life coaches need life coaches too at times to hold us accountable um, and to help us to achieve our own goals. So I think I thank God for putting her into my life as well. And um, and then my cousin Romine, I remember when I told him about wanting to start this podcast and I was going over all the, the things that I wanted to, to do and I needed and everything. And he told me then, he was like, Jonathan, just do it. You're not going to be perfect when you start. It's not going to be you know, where you want it or you could always improve upon it, but it's more important that you just start. So I am just starting. So I am thankful for those people in my life that continue to push me forward. And I, um, I will, I hope I can do the same for you all as well. So what I wanted to discuss next on this podcast is talking about um, overcoming challenges with the five steps to a smart solution. So it's very important for me as a life coach and through Beyond Your Horizon to give listeners something that they can take with them to accomplish their goals or to move themselves forward in life. As I said in the first segment, we all have these perceived limitations and boundaries. But I also believe that we all have a calling. We all have a purpose. That's just the design of this universe. Everything that exists has a purpose. And yes, there are different distractions that might make us not act on our purpose or believe that we have one. But I know that we all have a purpose and we all have a calling. And so that is why it is important to have people in your circle that will cheer you on, that will speak encouragement into you, or even to have a life coach that has went through the training and has acquired the skills necessary to help you to manifest the reality you desire for yourself. So we're going to talk a little bit about overcoming challenges through, a, through five steps to a smart solution. So very quickly, I want to go through those five steps and then we will dig deep into each one of them. So the first step is to pinpoint the problem. The second step is to pick it apart. Third step, ponder possible solutions. Fourth, Prepare a plan. And fifth, put it to the test. So let's go back to that step number one. Pinpoint the problem. So when um, this five steps to a smart solution, it actually came from a program that I am in called Omada. And I'm in this program because I, at one point in my life, I was pre-diabetic. And I have not been tested, but I will 
I will be willing to say that my numbers might not be the best now. I'm <laughs> just going to be honest with you. I have gained, I gained weight. Um, I was recently like a month or so ago, I was 191 pounds and I'm only five foot four. Today, I can say that I have lost weight. I am at 180 pounds today. Whoop, whoop. Uh, and I am thankful. I am thankful to be there. Um, but I had to do something because I was checking my blood pressure and I noticed my blood pressure was high. And so I knew then that I had to solve this problem. You know, I'm, a, I'm the kind of person where when I have a problem, I will do whatever it takes to solve it whatever it takes I cannot keep going especially when it's related to my health when it's related to my health I will do whatever I need to do to make sure that Jonathan is in a healthy state because we cannot birth our visions we cannot live our purpose out if our health is in jeopardy our bodies are the vehicles for us to do what it is we are here to do before the end of our days. So it is very important that we take care of our bodies. So with the five steps to a smart solution, we can look at it to help not only weight, if, you, if weight loss is a goal of yours as well, you can use this for that. But I think you can use this for any problem that you have. The first step, pinpoint the problem. Grab you a pen and paper and describe the problem in one or two sentences. An example would be, maybe you want to take a morning fitness class, but you have trouble getting out of bed. So that might be the problem. For me, my problem was, you know, I love eating um carb filled food, fried food, and my and then that has attributed to weight gain. That's the problem. And then once you identify your problem, the next step is to pick it apart. Pick it apart. Write down every factor that contributes to the problem. So sticking with that example of wanting to take a morning fitness class but having trouble to get out of bed, you might say that that um, you may want to ask ask yourself like why are you lacking sleep? Like why are you not getting enough sleep at night in order to take that morning class? And when you ask yourself that question, why are you lacking sleep? You answer it, I go to bed too late. Okay? And then after you say you go to bed too late, ask about five more whys. Like, why do you go to bed too late? And it might be, I stay up watching TV. Why? It's my only free time. Why? I'm busy all day. Why? I work until 5 p.m. and run errands before dinner. That's an example. Those are just a, those are just a few examples that could fall under why you are lacking sleep. Now, the next step is to ponder possible solutions. So if you went through all of your whys as to why this problem exists, now it's time for you to brainstorm and to think 
of possible solutions to your problem. If you're if you said that, you know, you stay up watching TV and that is why you can't get enough sleep so that you can make that early morning fitness class, then maybe you should you should consider watching putting your shows on demand. Saving if you have Xfinity cable, you know, we are blessed to live in a time where we don't necessarily have to watch shows when they come on TV. We can watch them whenever we are able to. Only thing with that is that if it's a popular show like RuPaul Drag Race, <laughs> if it's a popular show like that, you might want to say you might not want you might not want to get on Twitter or Instagram because somebody's going to ruin ruin it for you and tell you that somebody went went home that you probably wanted to see. I speak from experience. Okay. So, but yes, but that will be something you can do. Um, for me, it was like, why am I gaining this weight? And maybe it's the food that I like to eat and why, and maybe it makes me feel good. <laughs> and then I can, I can start to, to say like, what are some other things that I can do instead of turning to food as a feel good or what I also had had to do was because I am mostly vegetarian and most people think that you know when you're vegetarian you're, you're eating healthy and so you will that's you will lose weight and be in the best health of your life wrong because what I had to learn was that even being a vegetarian I have to be conscious of my carbs and because a lot of the vegetables have more, way more carbs than they do protein. So I had to, to, to do some studying and research and to figure out like, okay, what vegetables can I eat that are less, that have less carbs and more protein? And I have done that, that research and creating dishes now and eating things now that I feel is putting me on a on the path to a better health I say almost 10 pounds down so I am well I am feeling pretty good about that okay so after you picked it apart you um, you offered possible solutions that you can do you then want to prepare your plan prepare a plan of how you can implement those possible solutions into your day so uh, you say, okay, all right, I'm going to the fitness class Tuesday morning. I know I like to watch this show on Monday night. I'm not going to watch it on Monday. I'm going to watch it Tuesday night instead so I can get to bed early. You prepared your plan. And after you prepare your plan, the last step, put it to the test. Put it to the test. And I also, and I want to tell you, you may prepare a plan and fail. And it, that plan just does not work. It doesn't work for you. Like, no, I cannot stick to this plan. Don't beat yourself up if that happens. Because you can always go back to step number three, pondering poss possible solutions. The solutions that will work for you. You may not want, you say, no, Jonathan, I know, you know, being a vegetarian does have its benefits, but I ain't giving up my meat. <laughs> you know, I can't do that. But what I can do is I can make, 
lean, I can eat lean meats instead, or I can make certain that I have more, um, more veggies on my plate uh, than, than certain meats and, and whatever, whatever your possible solution, you go back at it and you prepare the plan again, and then you put it to the test and see if it works for you. And you do that as often as you need to do in order to solve your problem. But I know you have the power to do it. I believe in you and you got to believe in yourself as well. So those are five steps to a smart solution. I hope that you have received them well and that maybe something you say, oh gosh, okay, I want to use that. And again, this is that we even though we only touched on like so uh, problems related to weight, you can use this for any problem in your life. You just have to be able to pinpoint it, write it out, pick that bad boy apart, dig deep into it as to why, and get your uh, proposed solutions and implement them. Implement them. Make it a game. <laughs> you know, Don't take it too seriously. Make it a game. If it doesn't work, you can always start over again. Hope you hope you got something from that. In each podcast, we're gonna we're gonna dig deep into something else, and I will have other people come on um, to to interview as well because I know you all don't want to hear me ramble on and on and on. I'm not really a fan of podcasts with only one host. Uh, so, but I do thank you so much. I thank you so much for just listening and taking the time out to check me out. Um, I do want to reiterate that you can check out my website at www.gobeyondyourhorizon.com. You will see some pricing information for coaching services, but I ask that that doesn't deter you from reaching out to me. So um, if there's something that you're going through or you want to, to discuss and want to get more information about the coaching practice, then definitely reach out to me via email. You can at Coach John John. That's Coach J O N J O H N at GoBeyondYourHorizon.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Go underscore Beyond Your Horizon. Go check me out. Go follow. Again, I am going to post a picture of that beautiful gift that my friend Anita um, gifted me just this past weekend so you all can see that and just see what a what a good best friend I have and also make sure you check out threesome podcast that's the number three s-u-m podcast with my with the host a beautiful host Sabir Angelica I am a reoccurring co-host on that podcast um, the last podcast we did recently was we we interviewed a uh, a music artist named um, Golden. He's on Instagram as um, Queen City Golden. Queen City Golden is his name on Instagram, and he was also joined by another music artist, Sean Cassidy, and he is I am Sean Cassidy on Instagram. So both Sean Cassidy and Golden came through and we interviewed Gold and he talked about his music and inspirations and then we got into a really good conversation all four of us Sabir, me, Sean Cassidy and Golden talking about the current climate 
um, the protests, the demonstrations, and we all talked about what we hope will come out of this. So it, it was a beautiful conversation. It is really good to engage with people with different perspectives um, from different walks of life. But I think we all we all seem to be very hopeful about the future and knowing that we do believe that change can come. And I think that we can be the one who can usher that change in. Again, I want to thank you all so much, so much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, I do want to touch on oh, Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy not only is a music artist, but he also has a passion for mental health. And he gifted me this nice little uh, rubber wristband that says, I am, and then this blank. And then the eye itself is actually in the shape of an eye, eye in your head. Um, I am blank. And it is, it is just a little rubber wristband but it means a lot because i know how powerful a i am affirmation is because your body your entire being your entire life i believe is moved based off of who you believe you are so like i was um the other day there's a post i made of me um i have it on and i this sit out um, like I am motivated, I am healthy, I am strong. And that was my affirmation for that day. And as I told you, I'm dealing with some health things now with high with high blood pressure and weight. And But I will say that um, since my weight has been going down, my blood pressure has been getting a lot better. Um, recently, it's still in like the moderately high level, but I'm not at the point where I need medication. And by the grace of God, I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yes, so um, I thank him for that because that's that has been motivating me because when I when I say that I am healthy, that means that the choices I make will be healthy. When I say that I am strong, then that means when I'm at the gym and I feel like I want to give up, I can say, no, I'm strong. I can get through this. Pr- I can get through this gym workout. So I am thankful for that. Um, and then on the inside of the wristband, you can flip it out and it says, you are not alone. And that is a great reminder. I know that a lot of us are still practicing social distance and in quarantine and and it can really feel like we are alone at times. But it is a great reminder to know that you're not alone. You have people who love you, that care about you. Hey, um, Hit me up if you if you are lonely and you need someone to talk to. Hey, hit hit me up, DM me, we can chat. Okay, because you don't have to feel like you are alone because you're not alone. No man is an island to themselves. That's Bible. Um, I do also want to give another resource on cope with coping with anxiety. There is a uh, crisis text line which offers free F R E E. Free 24-7 support from trained crisis counselors. Because I know it's a lot going on. You know, you got the coronavirus. You got um, the this whole racism and, and, and the protesting and demonstrations. There's a lot going on. So this crisis text line, free 24-7 support from trained crisis counselors. And all you have to do is text the word strength. That's S. T as in Tom, R-E-N-G-T-H, strength, text that to 741741. 
And when you text that number, you what you could text that number and you can start to talk to someone, a counselor there. And you can there's also a national helpline as well. 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-HELP. And if you want to break down the help, it is 4357. So 1-800-662-4357. So whatever you're going through, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to talk to a therapist or um, anyone for that matter. Don't be afraid to get help. We are all going through some, some crazy stuff. This is a time that no one has ever experienced in their life. And a lot of times we hide behind our smiles, myself included, and we don't want to acknowledge that we are going through something. And maybe we can't talk to our friends and we can't talk to our family members. Sometimes talking to a stranger is the best thing, (laughs) the best thing we can do. Someone who is not judgmental, especially someone who is experienced in handling um, different situations and different crises. So thank you again for your time, for listening to me. I hope you come back. I hope that there was something said that will brighten your day. Um, And I I look forward to coming to you weekly. And again, my name is Coach John John with Beyond Your Horizon. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Thank you.